0: I'd like to introduce one of, the, one of our Rebbe's, Hamidim, from our Khabura, the Brighton Beach Chavura, as we were known. Ten years later, ten years, we're, we're moving forward. We started in the 1800s with Rabbi Shashur. <laughs> we're moving into the 1900s now. Please listen carefully. I'm just curious to know, how many people here read the legacy already? Okay. And those who didn't, it's Kedai to read it. And then get a good idea of what, uh, what kind of characters maybe some of Rebbe's Tamid were. Okay, and you should know that uh, not everything, not, not everything about Rebbe could have been written in that book because it would have involved maybe a hundred volumes. And uh, maybe even more. It's just a few few points about my relationship, my personal relationship with Rabbi Rosenfeld. As uh, people might have read in the book, you know, I was a wild guy, so to speak. And, uh, and Rebbe, he knew how to. He was a lion tamer. How to do it? And uh, anyway, I was asked by Nosson to say a few stories. So, just before I start on the first one, I, to me, Rebbe was like a father. He was like a father to me. And, and uh, like, like Moshe Mar- like Mar- Shoshua said, there's not a day that's gone by that I have not thought of. him. And my father, Resholem, is gone already 40 something years. But my father, Okay, you don't, uh, a parent is, you don't remember as much, but a Rebbe is with you forever. And like I said, I don't think there was a day that I haven't thought about it one way or another. There was a small small thing that happened. A Rebbe uh, didn't own a car, but uh, he needed to go places, and uh, some, some of the guys had cars to their parents or whoever, I have a car and uh, I borrowed my father's car to take Rebbe to uh, the shatness. I called it the shatness Laboratory. It was a tailor, in the, <laughs> a tailor in, uh, in Borough Park and I, it was myself and together with Eli Cohen, whoever remembers Eli Cohen here, we both went, took Rebbe and uh, Rebbe went in there to have something checked for shatness. And the tailor says to Rebbe, he says, who are these boys? And Rebbe, like, this answers, they're my sons. And I was like, a bit taken back by that. But what's interesting about it is, is that in hindsight, Eli's father passed away a few months before that incident. So I could understand why Rebbe said, My son. So Talmud could be just like a son. What about me? But in hindsight, I look back, and I think there's a story with, with Rebbein Zal that he knew things, he had nevuos, he had but he couldn't reveal it. And the feeling I got was that Rebbe knew that my father was going to be Nifta the Sunday after this happened. And it was like maybe hinting to me something like that. It's the way I look at it. And uh, it's something I'll never forget. And uh, some other, there was two other stories I could say. The Rebbe knew, Rebbe knew how to handle everybody. He knew how to handle a pro- Each one knew what his makeup was. And they you know I had a hot temper sometimes. Sometimes I showed it. I mean, as being in the JDL for quite a few years, so at least I took that temper and I used it for uh, for Jewish things. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but uh, Rebbe, who uh, who was my uh, like many of the boys in the group, it was Masada kedushin, And uh, so we all lived in the same building, Was mentioned, also in the book. And, uh, you know, a newlywed couple, they have a hard time. But sometimes, you know, you get into an argument, and uh, it's not easy. Two people, new, to each other. It's hard to get through a And I remember I... I don't remember the argument I had with my wife. Did you hear that? What? I don't remember the argument I had with her about what. All I knew was I was furious, and I said, "I'm going down to Rebbe, and I'm going to talk to him about this." I go down, knock on the door. Rebbe, I have to talk to you about what. So I just had a, an argument with my wife. She goes, bull, 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 bull. Did you make a cry? And I was like. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble now. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, he says, you know what it says in the Gemara about a husband who makes his wife cry? Hashem will pour all his wrath on that person. And I'm, from being this big, I was less than this. <laughs> so he said, OK, yeah. well, what am I going to do? He says, I'm going to teach you a lesson for the rest of your life that if you take my advice and do what I tell you, you will never, ever find it hard to apologize to anyone, ever again. Okay, I'm looking, I'm looking for an answer. I, I, I got to get, get the medicine. It might be better. But he so says, what do I do? He says, I want you to go upstairs to your wife, get down on one knee. He can't do two knees. He said, That get down on one knee and beg for forgiveness, and I'm like, from being this big, it was even less. And I said, Rebbe said, Rebbe said, do it, I do it. I went upstairs, I went, told my wife, to apologize. I dropped off one knee, and uh, she's like laughing at the whole thing. But what was true to this is that. Like he said, I never found it found it to be a problem to ever ask for the forgiveness of anybody. If I warned somebody and I felt that I deserves deserves an apology, I would give it. So Rebbe was right with that. Like I said, he sized everybody up. He knew how to he knew, I knew how he to give it to somebody. <laughs> um, now I talk about Rebbe when he was lifter 44 years ago. So it says in the book we went to visit him before we went to see him before he left this world. And uh, the year, a year later after he left, I decided, well, I've got nothing to stick around for. He's not there, and he always talked about how important this new territory is. And we decided, you know, we just had our first child, and. uh, before it takes roots in chutzlarahs, we packed up and we moved to just And it wasn't easy. It was not easy at all. As Ben, said once in a in a, in a Chilish, he says, you take the word achas, he says there's three things that you have you serum for, you suffer for, and it's all encompassed in the word achas. So what's Achas? It's those three things. It's the Russian tables of Achas. Eretz Yisrael, Chayel, and Torah. Those things, it's tough. And believe me, those, those first years in Eretz Yisrael, I was put through a lot, of, a lot of tests. But to this day, he, to me, I, I hear people say, Rabbi Zal, it's hard for me to say that. It's very hard for me to say that. Because I feel like he's with me constantly. So he's still here. He's still here. And, and uh, is always like a guiding light in the lives of, of Tamidim. And they can tell a story and, he talked about in the, in the book about computers. He advised, he told guys go into computers. Said, okay, went into computers. All other mice, but that's not for now. But uh, when I moved down to Israel, computers were totally different. The computer world was totally different than it was then in America. This is 1979, and things didn't work out. Whatever, I said, I had enough. The computers there, that's not, it's not the same, same world yeah I went back into an old trade. I went to become an electrician. That was another mistake. <laughs> it wasn't easy to be an electrician here because uh, a lot of competition. I don't want to have to get into it. But uh, came the, uh, the Alpine, what do they call The bug Alpine, The, the 2000, uh, 2000 bug. And I was out of computers for like 17 years or something like that. And my good friend Richie Arrow, who was hounding me, he says, they're looking for dinosaurs like you. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? He says, they want guys who know the old stuff, who could read the old code, who know the... I said, yeah, but I've been so many years. He says, telling you, they need guys like you. Said, okay, fine. I oh, I bought myself a Yidio Oda, one arrow shop. I said, Let me see how many jobs there are the thing was full of jobs looking for dinosaurs like me. I said, oh, okay. But I wasn't sure if I could handle it. I wasn't sure after so many years, if I could go back into it. Who's gonna give me the chance? I was still working as an electrician for a company, and I met somebody who was putting in computer cables in a box for limb. And we were doing electrical work. And we started talking. And he says, You're on a computer? You knew computers? What are you doing here? Get back into the field. And I'm like, There's another one's telling me to go back into it. And he told me I could have a contact for you, whatever. And in the end, I ended up working for that company. But it took me years later to work for that company. But I still wasn't sure. I need an answer. What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. All right. In those days, anybody here remembers cassette tapes, right? On the way home, luckily in the in the in the, the little truck that I had, had a cassette player. I slapped in a shear of Robert Rosenfeld, and I'm listening, and I'm listening, and then he mentions something like, in every generation, there is a specific trade that a person should get into. And this time, it's computers. <laughs> and I said, if he's not talking to me from Shammai, I'm, you know, I'm a real idiot. <laughs> and that's when I decided to take the plunge. And Baruch Hashem, working in it 22 years already. And now Baruch Hashem, we have computers, that everything's on the internet. Shuram, eh? Maybe Shuram all over the internet. <coughs> and I got my MP, with nine. what's it called? Right, my this is on key my discount key, and put it in a car, and if I don't have to pay too much to how much traffic's going on, I listen, and, uh, and almost, is not only a week doesn't go by, sometimes a day or two doesn't go by where something from Daph Yomi or something, from, something else I'm learning, or just something came up on Shabbos, and all of a sudden he's talking about the same thing. So I say, Rebbe, you're following me around. (laughs) You know? But he is. Even though he's in the MS, I'm positive. Positive that he's watching over every one of his Talmidim to make sure that their life goes as easy as possible. And as fulfilling as possible. And uh, I can leave it like that. And... uh, And That's it, you know, just gotta. I was Zeuche. All I can say, I was Zeuche. Like, why? I don't know, but I was Zeuche. Like, okay, good night. <laughs>